This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Putin has uh, just issued a decree that all uh, children of the motherland of Russia... If they are if they are abroad, uh, either working uh, or they are going to school, they need to come home. He is pulling all citizens and children in, in uh, specifically uh, back to Russia, and we'll give you the specific language on that. It's really quite disturbing. Uh, we'll give you the exact language from Moscow in uh, just a second. We're talking to Dinesh D'Souza. Hillary's America um, is uh, is out. The book, also the movie, number one DVD, Amazon, um, great movie. Um, a lot of really good research. Um, I am so happy, Dinesh, that you um, did it the way you did it. It's it's more than a documentary and talking heads. It's a it's almost like a feature film. I mean, you've you've it's really brought. I yeah, mean, that's why people go to the movies, and so. Um... No, I'm thrilled that people love the movie. And I tried to put strong generalizations in the movie and invite the left to go after them. So at one point I say in the movie, in 1860, the year of the Civil War, no Republican owned a slave. All the slaves in the whole country were owned by Democrats. Now, think about that. That's a claim which you can refute by simply giving me a list of five Republicans who own slaves. No one has been able to do it. Uh, and so it is the kind of unnerving, factual claim that you go, why didn't someone tell me that in school? Yes. Why haven't I seen that in the media? And part of what gives power to our movies is simply the fact that the left has been so successful in covering things up, in putting out a false narrative. Oh, yeah. And so truth people becomes get incendiary. Angry. Yeah, people get angry when they realize that this has all been hidden from them, especially African-Americans. They really feel duped. Who did the civil rights movement of the 60s? The leftists claim the full credit. We did it. So whatever our sins of the past are washed clean because we gave you the civil rights movement. No. In fact, more Republicans voted for it proportionally than Democrats. The main opposition came from the Democratic Party. So, so let me ask you this question. Then. And I said this on the air the other day. And I've actually called a couple of historians and asked them. And they said, wow, I don't know. But let me look into it. You might actually know. Who wrote the civil rights bill and the, the more importantly the um, the great society bills uh, from LG, L, 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 LBJ um, because we just did a deal about the destructive force of those programs you couldn't have designed them any better to tear the black community apart and then I started thinking wait but that's I mean that was the progressive ideal were there deep progressives that wrote that? Do, do you know, are there any real racist progressives that wrote that? Any evidence at all that that may have been an intention of some that wrote that great society? Well, you know, going back to FDR and Social Security, um, FDR knew that it had to be designed. If he wanted it to work politically, it had to be designed in a way that no one could undo it. 
And FDR boasted, I'm going to design it in such a way that it can't be ended. It'll go on forever. And the way I do that is I don't have Glenn Beck have a retirement account and Dinesh have a retirement account. Uh, I'm going to make it so that the old people today are funded by the young people today. And that's why when the young people become old, they're going to demand that the next generation of young people pay for them. So these people thought of that stuff. They thought they weren't just thinking about helping Glenn Beck and Dinesh retire. They were thinking, how do we, the Democrats, get to own this program and own these people for generations? Same with LBJ. With the LBJ, I didn't say, say, let's go destroy the black family. But they went, how do we create a whole class of people who need us in order to get by, to pay the mortgage, to get food, because that way we got them. Uh, and if we can kind of hold them in this dependency. So this is why I think, for example, why does the left oppose gentrification schemes in the inner city? If you come in and say, and you're not even a government, you're a private business, you go, listen, I want to bring in Starbucks, I want to bring in all these companies, we'll create lofts, high-tech companies, everyone will have jobs, the real estate values will go up, the people who live there are better off because their property values will go up, the left will oppose you. Why? Because they know we've got 90% of these people enthralled to us right now. They're voting for us. If we make them self-reliant, they're going to be like, okay, I'm leaving the plantation, goodbye. And so they don't want that to happen. So this is a, they have a perverse incentive to keep these people in thrall. The name of the book uh, uh, is Hillary's America. What does it look like in four years if she wins? Well, I'm from India, a country run by gangs. Uh, if you saw Slumdog Millionaire, you get yeah. a feeling for what that's like. Debbie, my wife's from Venezuela. You know what it's like over there. People, people eating dogs and cats, and the country is run like a one big gang um, so we're, we came to America because in America, you don't have to be corrupt in everyday life. You don't have to pay a bribe to the cop. Uh, you can live your normal life. You could, there are ladders of opportunity. That America is up for grabs right now. And I think Hillary is the antithesis of it. She's the antithesis of ladders of opportunity. She represents the whole idea that we belong to the government. She controls the government. We belong to her, in effect. Uh, that's the America that, sh- that she's pushing for if the American people will sign on the dotted line. Will the people sign on the dotted line? Are you saying this election or will the people sign on the dotted line after the election? Well, I think the, um, you know, the, the, the sad thing about America is that the people who make the difference in the election are the least attuned to what's going on. Uh, they're the people... And, and their impulse isn't bad. Their impulse is that in a good country, you should normally be able to mow your lawn and go to work and go to the movies and not worry a whole lot about politics. Just like you should be able to live in a house and sleep on the couch and walk in the hallway without consulting the blueprints every day. Right. But it's when your house begins to shake that you need the blueprints. And similarly, we are at one of those rare times in American history. I've only known four or five times in U.S. history where this has been the case where the more is being asked of the ordinary citizen, more knowledge, more vigilance, more alertness. Some of us as immigrants know this instinctively. Uh, and so it's a little bit of a waking up process to get the ordinary American who's like, what, 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 what's new? Why, why, why do I have to do this now? Well, because this is a different situation than it was in 1980 or even in 1960. Do we make it? You know, I think we do. I'm optimistic. I don't, I'm not one of these guys who goes, the country is finished if Hillary wins. But we, it is true that, that when you take a lot of blows on the head, you become a different country. Uh, we've gone through a lot with Obama. It's not going to help. You're a completely different country than we were 15 years ago or eight years ago. Completely different country. Um, in retrospect, Barack Obama, better or worse or the same of what you thought in 2008? 
I think I had the sense of Obama in 2008 of a twisted, uh, pathetic, um, emotionally deformed person who had been abandoned by his mom and his dad. And out of this had hatched this perverted ideology that he was that he believed and that he was pursuing with dogged determination. Uh, he, He wrapped it up in the bow of hope and change, but it actually was a very concrete set of things. That is still my view of Obama. He's a messed up guy at the core, uh, but his messed upness is wrapped up in a kind of false idealism, just like his narcissism springs from deep insecurity. He's a more interesting person than Hillary. Hillary is a straight out, you know, Luca Brazzi. Uh, what makes Hillary interesting is that she's Luca Brazzi who tries to pass herself off as wearing a halo, which is a very ugly and, <laughs> and kind of ridiculous sight. Uh, and that's what makes her, her comic as well as, as well as tragic. Uh, so I don't really, I'm not interested in Hillary in the way I am interested. I would like to have dinner with Obama. I'd find him interesting psychologically. Yes. The yes. same way I'd like to meet Nixon. Yes. But Hillary, I'll pass. So, but wait, what I was asking you was, is the, did the country, the country weathered him better than I thought we would? Yeah, he's, uh, what he's done is he's weakened, I think his, his, his greatest harm is he's weakened American influence in the world. Oh, yeah. Because it, it used to be that nothing could happen in South America, in the Middle East, in, in the Far East without America having a big say-so. Yes. He sort of made us irrelevant, and that was his goal. So he has, that's his greatest... A lot of help with Hillary Clinton on that as well in the State Department. Yes, but it was his agenda. She was a functionary for his agenda in doing that. What's the difference between his agenda and her agenda? Her agenda essentially has to do with large suitcases of cash. Because I honestly believe that any country can get a meeting with Hillary if they're willing to pay. Any business can get a meeting with Hillary if they're willing to pay. And, and so in that sense, Hillary is above ideology. She has an ideology and the ideology serves her, but she's perfectly willing to go against it. If- any of the triangulation of Bill Clinton and Hillary... Very little. Only the rhetorical triangulation. You get a, when she says things like, I want to be a president for Republicans, too. Now, now, that is a very interesting statement, because in our system, the president is supposed to represent even the people who voted against him right. or her. Right. She has no intention of doing it, but she says it. Because that's one of the interesting things that's come out of the Podesta emails coming out, is that Hillary, behind closed doors, seems to be much better than she is in public, in that she is saying things that are pro-free trade. She's saying things that are pro-fracking. She's saying these things. And I I mean, my instinct is she's saying them because she thinks the audience at that private speech thinks that. So she's playing, playing to that. Is that, is it just a a chase? Which one is she? Please the audience. Is she the private one that is pro-business, pro-fracking if you pay? Or is she the radical that wants to shut everything down because she believes in global warming? Well, she's neither. She, she, she gains on both fronts. So, for example, let's take a Hillary meeting with Goldman Sachs. Here's what Hillary says to Goldman Sachs. She goes, listen, out there, I've got to denounce you guys, right? And so I'm doing it because I have something to gain, which is political. I'm, I have to make you look bad because you're the enemy that's going to help rally people to my side. I've got to fool those people into thinking that I'm conspiring with them against you, Right. And then she tells the Goldman Sachs, but in reality, I'm conspiring with you against them. In other words, I've got all kinds of deals for you. If you're willing to give me money to the Clinton Foundation and to my causes, I can do business with you. So she's benefiting at both ends, and that's the common denominator. And she's letting the Goldman Sachs people know, because they're sophisticated enough, that I have to do this. So the only thing she cares about is money. That's all she, and power. 
and power. And, and, and power is the way the Clintons get money. Now, usually in American politics, you make money first. FDR was rich when he, went to, when he ran for office. JFK was rich. So in America, people don't go to power to make money. The Clintons do. Um, the Clinton Foundation uh, laid the foundation of something that I think is just horrendous. Uh, and it's going to make Barack Obama a very powerful and wealthy man. Um, does he build a much more powerful Clinton Foundation? And does that continue? Does his influence continue to change and shape the world? I don't see Obama quitting. Uh, like I say, he believes uh, what he does and what yeah. he says. Uh, I totally think he will move in the he, he'll learn from the clinton foundation yeah. but let's remember what made the clinton foundation so perverse is that this you know it's not uncommon for politicians when they quit to go to lobbying firms and make money so cashing in later is one yeah. thing yeah. it's much worse to cash in while you're the decision maker and you go to a group of indian businessmen and they go okay bill here's five hundred thousand to make a speech now we want hillary to change america's position on the india nuclear deal and if you do that $20 million or $10 million will come flowing to your foundation. I mean, that is actually selling U.S. policy. Think about it. If the Clintons have gone from zero to $300 million, what's the product that they've been selling? They haven't made the iPhone. They haven't started a business. Their product is public policy. Now, public policy is, belongs to us. It's the American people's um, product. But they're selling it, and they're cashing in on it. That's what makes them deeply corrupt. That's what, I, at the end of the day... For all, Trump has done this and Trump, he has not done that. And they have. Hillary's America, Dinesh D'Souza, available in books and, uh, and also DVD, number one uh, best-selling DVD on Amazon right now. Always good to see you and your lovely wife. A pleasure. Talk to you again. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.